Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. So good afternoon everybody. Uh, today at Stem Cells at Lunch Digested we have Dr. Aga Cheng from the um, Laboratory of Molecular and Cell Biology in uh, UCL. Uh, Aga, thanks so much for coming today and giving you the talk. So, can you tell us uh, a bit more about your background and uh, how did you end up in doing a postdoc in, in UCL? So thanks for having me. Um, so I'm initially a biologist, but I have quite a bit of a physics and mathematics background. Um, and uh, I, did, I did my PhD in Paris and I was working on cell division of oocytes, so the female gamete. And I was really, like, I, I pushed my project a bit towards biophysics, so I wanted to understand basically how the fact that the cells become soft is important for them to divide properly. Um, What do you mean the cell becoming soft? It just becomes soft, like kind of a, you know, it's really stiff, you, like a balloon, you press on it and it's really, it's really stiff, like it resists. And those cells, when they divide, they actually have to become soft, otherwise they don't divide properly. But is it due to the constriction that needs to exist while no, the cell not, divides? No, not really. So basically they need to... Um, it's an asymmetric division. Um, because the oocyte needs to divide, it's important for, um, for it to work properly when it gets fertilized but it also needs to stay a very big cell. Mm -hmm. So it needs to do an asymmetric division. So it needs to get rid of half of the chromosomes, but with keeping most of the actual cell. So it does an asymmetric division. And the way this is controlled is by the cell becoming soft, and it's important for that. And so from what I understood, the type of division, it's important to control the fate of the cells. Yeah, so that was what I was studying during my PhD, because So in the end of that division, you have a big cell and a small cell. And the big cell is the oocyte, it's going to be the embryo, it's going to be everything you are. But the small cell is just going to die, which is a bit sad, but that's life. And, and what so I'm, the big cell is the cell that is going to be fertilized? Yeah. Okay. And what I'm doing right now is I'm looking in stem cells. So it's later on during development, when the embryo is growing a little bit, at some point, those cells are stem cells, which means that they can still become every cell type that you have, like your gut or your hair or anything. And I'm looking in how they divide, and I actually find out, found out that they can also divide asymmetrically in certain contexts. And so when you have the embryo that develops and have the three germ layers that are part of uh, the embryo, so the ectoderms, which is going to be the skin, and the endoderm, the internal epithelium, and then the mesoderm, all the other organs, Uh, so the embryonic stem cells will go through different type of divisions to give rise to these different layers and these, let's say, differentiate into the different type of cells that you'll have in the, in the fetus? Yeah, so that's, that's my hypothesis. Right now, what I can tell you is that they can divide asymmetrically, meaning giving big cells and small cells. And I think this is important for them to lose pluripotency. So to become cells that are no longer capable of doing certain tissues. But at the moment, I don't know if, for example, if you have an asymmetric division and a small cell and a big cell, 
I can't really tell you if the small cell is going to become skin or if it's going to become muscle. I'm working on that and I'm, I'm going to try and make cells divide asymmetrically and then try to make them differentiate into specific tissues and see if they can or if maybe if they're too small or too big then they lose that but I don't know yet and Next would step. it be possible to imagine that um, so when you say that you have asymmetric cell division which means that there is a polarity in, in the mother cell and would the do two daughter cells will express different set of genes and you can use them to label them and then see what exactly which kind of tissues well do lineage tracing basically from these tissues yeah so I mean people have done that with other cells types that can do that so far I can't see anything like that in the sense that I've looked and all the proteins that I've looked at they seem to be really similar in the two daughter cells the only thing that I can see clearly is size but you know I haven't looked at all the protein in the world and there's a possibility that something that I've not looked at for example um, the centrosome which is something that um, is important for division because it's, it's in the division machinery, it's replicated every cycle, and it could be that one of them is in one, the old one gets into the big cell and the new one gets into the small cell. Some people have shown that in other models that this can happen, so I haven't looked at that, for example, that could be an idea. And what kind of tools do you use to, to, to look at cell division? Well, I spend my time at the microscope. So basically the microscope is my best friend. The booking microscope system is on the front page of my phone. Um, so yeah, I spend a lot of time in a dark room looking at stuff. That's pretty much how I go about these problems. I, I look at what's happening. So microscopy, microscopy, microscopy. I also do a lot of cell culture. You know, with stem cells, you have to take care of them all the time. So I spend also a lot of time with them. And in the lab, and that's very specific to Eva Palouk's lab, we have a lot of um, biophysical techniques. So someone in the lab is, for example, looking at the tension of the cell by pulling on the membrane of the cell and see how much it resists. I, for myself, like a certain, like other people in the lab, I try to induce asymmetric division by confining the cells. So for example, we have the channels. It's, it's, um, it's um, a gel that you can make into different shapes and we make channels with them and then we can pop the cells into the channels uh, by using syringes and basically we're playing around with things and when the cells are like in, in those channels they look like big sausages and then they divide asymmetrically and we also have ways to pattern the cells onto different sizes of uh, so that you know they can only adhere to a surface that is uh, a hundred micron big or like much bigger or much smaller or with a specific shape we also have this kind of tools sounds exciting it is very exciting <laughs> thank you so much for coming today and sharing your work thank you for having me thank you and see you next week for the next stem cells at lunch digest mm -hmm.